participating in the inaugural 5K alarm at the Anseville Fire Department back in 2013. And in the back it says that uh, I won it for being the third place male ages 35 to 39. Now, um, I ran several 5Ks and I use the term run very loosely. This is the only medal I ever won. And I don't know for certain, but I have a hunch. There may have only been three males ages 35 to 39 running <laughs> that day. <clears throat> but I won third place. This is one of the few athletic awards I've ever won in my life. Now, I know you can't tell by looking at me, but I'm not built for speed. Uh, I don't go fast long. I think the fastest I've gone in the last several years was this past summer, 
at uh, Vacation Bible School when some of y'all, I won't name who they are, among us today were chasing me with a bucket full of water. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't I didn't want to get wet, but my phone was new, and that's why I ran so fast. And I'm cheap. But I want to talk to you today about athletics. And I don't know if you know or not, but the Bible talks about athletics. And in fact, it compares the Christian life to running a race. So I want to share some of those verses very briefly today. Then we'll pray and go next door and have a good time together. Uh, If you have your Bibles, uh, you can uh, look in Hebrews chapter 12. You can look up on the screen. But I want you to see what the Bible says about athletics, about running the race, about the Christian life. And it says in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And then if you'll notice, um, it says, Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And then if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verses 24 through 27, you'll read these words. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes, that's what you talked about, athletics. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Did you know the Bible talks about shadow boxing? I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, Paul says, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And for just a few minutes, I want to talk to you about the team. The team. And I want to ask you some questions about the team. And I want to ask you, first of all, uh, whose team are you on? Whose team are you on? Are you on God's team? Or are you on the devil's team? I love how God puts things together. I didn't know what the puppet ministry was doing today, but they had that skit there about the broad way and the narrow way and about God's way and the devil's way. Uh, Put another way, are you on the winning team or are you on the losing team? You know, nobody gets on God's team automatically. You have to want to be on the team. You have to realize that you need to be on the team. And the only way to join the team is through the captain, the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, all of us are automatically on the losing team. The Bible says that all of us have sinned, we've done wrong, we've fallen short of God's glory, and um, we're all on that side, we're all on that team because of sin. But God loves us so much, He sent His Son to take our place and to uh, die on the cross and shed His precious blood. We sang about it earlier today. At the cross, love ran red. And Jesus Christ died for us and He was buried and He rose again. And the Bible says that if we'll turn from our sin and we'll place our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ, He will save us. He'll forgive us our sin and He'll place us, if you will, on God's team. And so I wonder today, and this goes out for everybody here, 
not just those that are younger, but all people. Whose team are you on? Has there been a time in your life where you've realized that you've done wrong and you've sinned and your sin separates you from the Holy God and that God loves you so much that he gave Christ to be your sacrifice and to die in your place? And um, have you turned from your sin and placed your faith in Jesus Christ? If not, why not? Why don't you come today and place your faith in Christ? He's the only way to God. He's the only one that can save us. So the first question is, whose team are you on? The second question is this, who's on the team with you? Who's on the team with you? You know, a team is made up of several folks. Uh, If you're on a team of any sort, you have those who are coaches, and you have those who are teammates. Now, the Christian life is no different, except in one little way, uh, even those who are coaches are also teammates because we're one in Jesus Christ. But, you know, every Christian is running the race. We talked about the race. We read about the race. And don't misunderstand. It's not a race that we're running hoping to make it to heaven. If we trust Jesus Christ, we have heaven. We have Jesus Christ. We have an eternal home. It's not about I'm trying to really run hard and do right. And if I do just right and I cross the finish line and I've done more good than bad, then I'll make it to heaven. No, 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 no. We're only saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we have Jesus, we have heaven. We're not running to earn heaven. We're running this race to please God. We're running this race to honor God. We're running this race to obey Him. We're running this race for rewards. We're running this race because we want to hear the Lord Jesus Christ look at us one day as His child and say, Well done. Well done. We want to hear that well done from the Lord Jesus. So I want to ask you, who's on your team? Think about the coaching staff for a moment. We were to think about your life and think about in regards to a a team or athletics. You think about the coaching staff. Well, who would be on that? Well, your parents would be on that coaching staff and uh, your grandparents maybe. Uh, I would include your pastor on the coaching staff, your youth leaders, your Sunday school teachers. Other Christians who are kind of further down the road than you are, they would all be on the coaching staff, if you will. Now, they're your teammates, too, because they're children of God, if they know Jesus, but they're kind of like your coaches. Now, I don't know if you realize it or not, beloved, but they're not only your coaches, they're also your biggest cheerleaders. They want you to do well in this Christian race. They want you to do well in this Christian life. They want you to do God's will for your life. Well, let me ask you something else. Who are your teammates? Think about it for a moment. Are you listening? Who are your teammates? Now, your teammates in the Christian life and the Christian team would be other Christian friends that you have. And I want to just let you know something. You're going to need good Christian friends to encourage you, and support you, and help you. And if you haven't already found out, already, running the Christian race, living the Christian life, is not easy. There are plenty of people out there, there are plenty of things out there, waiting to trip you up on your Christian race. There are even those who want to trip you up while you're running this Christian race. So when you think about those on the team with you, let me ask you, how's it going with your teammates? How's it going? 
Um, are you a good team, teammate? Are you coachable? Are you encouraging? Are you supportive? Are you a good example? You know, I go to ball games and, and those in the dugout. I was at a ball field the other night getting out a soccer game and I walked up to the main area and they had all these uh, softball and baseball games going on. And I walked up there um, and I was by a dugout and, you know, they were screaming and hollering and cheering for their teammate and do, you know, do a good job and hit and all this stuff. They were encouraging one. They were supporting one another. What about in the Christian race? Are you encouraging one another? Are you praying for your teammates? I, I love your skit there. Talked about, are you taking your cross for Jesus and kind of hiding back? And I don't want anybody to know I'm a Christian. And I don't want them to get out. I go to the Red Hill Baptist Church. And I don't want them to know that, you know, Wednesday night we're going we're gonna to read the Bible and study the Bible. And, and man, I don't want them to know that I'm, I'm at church today and I actually sang. And, and I was sitting in the choir loft. And, oh, or are you saying, you know what? <coughs> I'm not ashamed of Jesus. Let's don't be ashamed of Jesus. He's not ashamed of us. Are you a good teammate? Are you encouraging one another? Are you cheering on other people? Are you helping each other in this Christian race? Who's on the team with you? Third question. I told you to be brief. Who are you trying to get to join the team? Who are you trying to get to join the team? You ever tried out for a team and got cut? I have. I know that's hard to believe looking at me, but I have. I remember it almost like it was yesterday. I was much younger. And they, because uh, I was a little bit bigger, they put me on the next level up and trying out, I think it was baseball. I don't know if it was um, coach pitch or kid pitch. I don't remember. It's been a long time ago. But I remember went through the thing, and I wasn't very good at it at that point. And... Um, uh, one of my classmates, and while I remember this, I don't know, she was the tomboy in class. Her name was Dawn Cullen. We both had the same hairdo, so maybe I remember that. Um, she, was the, she was the girl. She was the tomboy. And we both got cut at the same time on the same day. And I remember sitting in the dugout, and that was not a very pleasant experience, getting cut uh, from the team. It hurt. But you know what the good thing about this team is? When it comes to God's team, nobody gets cut. There's room for everybody. Anybody that wants to be on God's team can be on God's team. And in fact, God wants us out getting people to join the team. We call it evangelism, or we might call it missions, or living on mission, or witnessing. In other words, we're simply out telling other people the gospel. We're telling people what Jesus Christ has done for us. And the fact that we need Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And so I want to ask you there, are you, are you seeking to get your lost friends uh, to understand the gospel? Number one, are you living the life before them? You know, you kind of talked about that in your skit. But not only are you living the life before them, you know what? If you're going to witness to your friends, you've got to not only use your life, you've got to use your lips. At some point, you've got to open your mouth. And you've got to, at the right time, as God leads you and guides you, you've got to share with them how much Jesus loves them. And how Jesus died for them. And how they need to turn from their wrongdoing, their sin, and trust Jesus. And that may be one conversation, that may be ten conversations, but it's the idea, are you trying to get other people to get on the team? You know, we think about Paul again. Paul writing there in 1 Corinthians. You remember what he said uh, that he wrote there in 1 Corinthians chapter 9? It says, I discipline my body 
like an athlete. And I know we've got a lot of athletes here today. And so you're out in the field and you're training or disciplined uh, yourself. He says, training to, it to do what it should. Otherwise, listen to what Paul says. I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And what's he mean by disqualified? That doesn't mean you get cut from the team. It doesn't mean you're off the team. You get kicked off the team. That's impossible. Why? Because if you truly have Jesus Christ, the Bible says you have eternal life. You know how long eternal life is? Forever. And so Paul's not saying, listen, I'm worried about getting cut from the team. I'm worried that God's going to kick me off the team. That's impossible if you truly know Jesus. He says, I'm concerned about being disqualified. If you're on a team... You're playing a sport and you get disqualified. What does that mean? Does that mean you're off the team? Well, no, not necessarily off the team. You're going to sit on the bench, but you're disqualified. You can't participate the way you're participating. You can't contribute the way you were contributing. You can't be used by the coach like you could before you got disqualified. And Paul says, I'm concerned. I discipline my body. I, I do these things because I'm afraid that while I'm preaching to other people, I might disqualify myself. I might do something that makes it where I can't preach like I can preach. Now, there are some things I could do that would disqualify me from doing this. Well, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love me. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't go to heaven. But it means I couldn't do the same things I'm doing now. And so the question is, well, how did Paul do? How did he do with his race? You want to talk about running the race? Well, you know what? I can happily tell you how Paul did because near the end of his life... Here's what he wrote to his son in the faith. Paul says, notice this. Talk about athletics and sports and the Christian life. I fought the good fight. Look at that next phrase. I finished the race. And I've remained faithful. That's my prayer for my life, and I think it's a prayer for every Christian life. I'll share another story from my early years. My father died when I was uh, five from cancer. And uh, for some time we used to do these, uh, I, I remember one particular, we did a walk, I think it was to raise money for cancer research. This was back in the 80s, you know, a long time ago to a lot of you. Although the 80s are back, y'all are dressing like we used to dress. But anyway, um, he died when I was five. I may have been six or seven. And we were going to do one of these walks. You know how these walks work, you you get people to sponsor you, and you're going to walk, and they give so much money for how many miles you walk. Well, um, the day started out, and I started walking, and this was several miles long, <clears throat> and it wasn't long before I got tired. And um, they had little stations set up along the way where you get water and candy and all that kind of stuff. And somehow, I don't know how I did this. Maybe I'll have to ask my mother. Maybe she'll remember. But somehow, I managed to leave the race and I think I rode around in the ambulance passing out candy the rest of the day. <laughs> but you know what? I never finished the race. My prayer for my Christian life and the prayer for you, and I think the prayer you have for yourself if you're a Christian, is you want to finish well. You want to fight a good fight. You want to finish the race. You want to remain faithful to the Lord. 
Because you realize that one day as a Christian, you're going to stand before the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ, not concerning your salvation, that's settled at the cross, but concerning the way you lived your life for Jesus and concerning rewards and concerning that phrase we want to hear so much from the lips of Jesus, well done, faithful servant. Well done. So three questions this morning, and you have to answer them first. Number one, whose team are you on? You on God's team? You on the devil's team? You on the winning team or the losing team? Number two, who's on the team with you? Who is it God's placed in your life as a coach, as a helper? Who is it God's put on the team with you to encourage and support and help one another? And thirdly, who are you trying to get on the team with you? Now, in a moment, I'm going to pray. We're going to have an invitation song together. And I'll be down front here. Let me just give you what we're going to be doing. If you need to join the team, if you need to join God's family, I like the family analogy even better because that's what it is. But if you need to join the team, if you need to join God's family today, if you need to be saved, I'll be down front this morning while we're singing that closing song. Just come and say, Preacher Rodney, I want to join the team. I want to get saved. I know what you're talking about. You can I want what you talked about today. I want God to forgive me of my sin. I want to be on God's team. I want to be in God's family. I want to go to heaven. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Number two, maybe God spoke in your heart today and said, you know what? I'm already on the team. I'm already in God's family. The truth were known. I'm not a very good teammate. And I haven't been living the way that Christ wants me to live. And I haven't been encouraging and, and I haven't been, I've been, I've been hiding the cross like we did in the skit this morning. Maybe you want to come today and, and you want to come and pray. If we can pray with you and be happy to, you can just come and pray on your own. Maybe you want to come with some of your friends and pray. Number three, maybe God spoke to your heart as I was talking today. You see, you know what, I'm on the team and I want to live for Jesus, but God placed on my heart today somebody in my school somebody on my actual ball team, somebody in my neighborhood, somebody that I know, and I know they need Jesus. And you want to come today and you want to pray for them by name. Or maybe a couple of you want to come and pray for them by name. And ask God that he would use you or your group or your uh, friends there to win that person to Jesus Christ. So whatever it is God's speaking to you, I want you to know, and this is for any age today, the altar is open, and this time is particularly set aside for you to do business with God. If we can help you in some way, we'd love to do that. If you just want to come and pray on your own or pray with other people, you do that. But you be obedient to what God is saying to you, okay? Father, it is with a grateful heart that we bow in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for this analogy of the Christian life being a race. Father, I pray if anybody here does not know you, I pray your Holy Spirit would bring them to faith in Christ right now. And Father, I pray for others who are maybe trying to hide their cross. Lord, you would bring them to a point where they realize they need to shine brightly. And then finally, Lord, for those who are burdened about their friends and others they know who need Jesus, might you use them. Maybe they want to come today and pray for that person or those people. So, Father, you take charge of what we're doing here. This is your work, your business. 
You have your will accomplished, and we'll give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing a song. It's a familiar one. The modern uh, chorus to it, just as I am. I come broken. If you want to come and pray today, I invite you to come. Anybody today, you come as you stand and sing. Oh, no. 